0: On the Swan Energy phone lines with us is Kanal Patel with the Dallas Federal Reserve, the, the Federal Reserve of Dallas. They have their, is it the fourth quarter? Is that the end of the year, fourth quarter? Do you guys start your quarters in January and end of December like everybody else, Mr. Patel?
1: Good question, Jason. We, we do four quarters. You know, the first one's in March, oh. June. In September and December, but it, you know, it runs the full quarter. So this is the October, November, December,
0: you know, that's what it kind of represents. Um, and then of course our next quarterly survey will release uh, towards the end of March. End of March. Okay. So let's recap the recent one that was released uh, end of the year, uh, December 30th, and just kind of give operators and midstream upstream downstream, salmon stream, just kind of an idea. What uh, you guys found with your survey with the members and also uh maybe what some of the comments were. i know you guys get comments on these from time to time so uh what what were some of the highlights that you guys took away at the at the federal reserve from this quarter's study
1: so so great yeah in in our latest survey the the main thing i would say the main highlight or the main takeaway is that there are signs of improvement in the upstream oil and gas sector this is a upstream survey you know we, we had 146 upstream firms respond to the survey. Uh, It's exploration and production firms, awful services firms, and you know, there's signs of improvement Uh, in the most recent fourth quarter business activity increased relative to the third quarter. Uh, This was the first positive reading uh, in 2020. So, you know, after very strong declines in the first and second quarter, more of a leveling off in the third quarter, and then an increase in the fourth quarter, you know, it is a positive sign Uh, We saw production flat, Uh, employment still did continue to fall, uh, but it was at a slower pace than in Q3. Uh, And outlooks improved, that is definitely a positive sign. Uncertainty declined, the uncertainty index was at the lowest level since we started asking about uncertainty at the start of 2017. Uh, You know, first two quarters pointed to distress in the industry, third quarter against stabilization, fourth quarter signs of improvement uh, operators expect $50 at the end of this year. So we are above that. Um, but one thing to consider is during the survey period, it was $47 per barrel. So they did see, they did anticipate an increase in the price, price of oil, um, regarding the comments, you know, there were, there was a lot less, um, uncertainty in the comments that, that, than what we'd seen in previous quarters. But, you know, there was still, you know, mixed optimism. More of the optimism was probably on the exploration and production side. On the oilfield services side, there were still issues with, you know, there's a lot of excess equipment, um, declining margins. Uh, you know, they both did highlight the exodus of capital from the sector and how, you know, COVID-19 was, is making a big impact on the sector. And that's kind of what's driving what's going to happen next.
0: Did any comments come in about uh, stimulus money or the Texas Railroad Commission looking at controlling production, any sort of um, outside wild cards like that?
1: On the Texas Railroad Commission part, there there weren't any comments regarding that. I think that I'd have to go back to um, earlier this year there were more comments, uh, but in this latest quarter there wasn't any comments on that regarding stimulus Uh, I I believe there was a a comment around uh, the the Paycheck Protection Program. The main thing is, the comment reads, you know, our companies benefit from the government-funded Paycheck Protection Program, and we are all desperately need another one to get to the end of the road and better times and increased revenues. Um, And I, I think that that was the only main Paycheck Protection Program comment this time, but in the past, we've also seen some Paycheck Protection Program comments.
0: And were they mostly about they need the PPP or that they want to get rid of it too, for whatever reason? I, I've heard both. That's why. In,
1: in this specific comment, there was uh, just a need for
0: PPP. Okay. Yeah,
1: it was an services firm, um, and they were just noting that uh, that they that they need you know PPP to uh, for uh, they, that, that they needed it. Um, of course, after I think there was. Uh, there is, of course, a new second 2.0 PPP right now, and so um, that would be, of course, a benefit to that company. There, there is, you know, somebody did mention, like, additional stimulus from, you know, the government, Federal Reserve, but they didn't really say, you know, I think that they've just kind of said that it has helped the overall economy.
0: How about when it came to oil prices or natural gas prices, did they – Give any magic numbers about you know? I wish I wish we could see it at this you know at at forty five dollars you know we make money in the Eagleford or something like that. Um, or did they give any educated guesses at where they might see you know the prices go? I guess I don't know how how much into speculation that you guys get with your comments, but uh, anything on the pricing that came out of the survey?
1: If I remember correctly, there was uh, there was a comment in which they were kind of just saying that the line is, it is impossible to predict prices for oil and gas. Uh, and I think that what, in, in, for some reason, this one, there was a lot less comments on price, but there was two comments on the Orphan Service side where it said it was impossible to predict prices. And we don't feel like we can guess the future oil and gas prices. So like I think that there's a lot of uncertainty around the price, but we do ask them you know, what they think the year-end price for 2021 is for oil, and the average is $50. And then for gas, yes, what's the year-end price for Henry Hub? And they were thinking $2.76. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, okay, as I'm kind of looking at a few other things down in the oil patch area, Um Obviously the Biden administration has, has put it some new policies in place and we have this federal leasing um, that's right. Did anybody make any comments about the specifically the Biden administration or having to do with any sort of policy policy? I mentioned the federal land one because that's the one in the news right now. but were there any um, comments or concerns?
1: So interesting enough, over the past year, we've gotten comments from our executives around, you know, you know, what will happen if Trump is president? What will happen if Biden is president? Um, And there's been actually a mixture of comments. Like this time, there was one that was saying that, that they think that the Biden administration will actually help increase commodity prices. Um, On the other hand, there's another comment that says regulations will increase when Biden is in the White House. And so there is a mixture of comments on both sides uh, in the past, I think we've seen a little bit more comments regarding how Trump would benefit the industry. Um, but again, a mixture from what the executives are saying. Uh, I think right now, as you know, I mean, the survey was done uh, before these recent announcement. Um, I think that there's a lot of uncertainty around what will happen next. Um, but it's really hard for for me to comment because it's um, it's something that's changing day to day.
0: Well, and again, if anybody's listening, we're, we're recapping a survey, a quarterly survey that the Federal Reserve does of Dallas, and we'll have the link at our website. But the, it was released on December 30th, so we're just kind of going over what some of the the comments were and some of the, some of the surveyed numbers. And you're right; I mean, since then we've had inauguration, we've had some changes. Just this morning, the um, headline that was circulating around social media and uh, the the news circuits was Biden and Mitt Romney saying to oil and gas workers, go make solar panels. I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. So I don't wanna ask you that question, but I do wanna ask you about the ESG and just the climate activism, climate change, uh, influence uh, did any operators comment on that the ESG the climate activism part and and, I, and I, I suppose that would be just an offshoot of the uncertainty but I was just kind of wondering the specifics behind that
1: and what's interesting is that we have gotten you know comments in the past around ESG but for some reason there wasn't as many comments this time we did ask a question though about you know firms plans, uh, you know, Do you have a plan to reduce CO2 emissions? Do you have a plan to reduce methane emissions? Do you have a plan to reduce flaring? And what we found was that among the larger EMP firms, these are the firms that produce 10,000 barrels a day or more, they do have these plans. Roughly about half of them do have a variety of these plans. Only 17% don't have any type of plan to reduce something like flaring or emissions. Whereas among the smaller firms, you know, 54% said, hey, we don't have any of these plans in place. But again, these are firms that are less than 10,000 barrels per day. We did also ask a question around what are your plans to reduce greenhouse emissions from now till 2025 on a barrel of oil equipment produced basis. And again, among the, the larger firms, you know, 10,000 barrels a day or more, you know, mo- you know, the most picked category was more than 10%, although, you know, 50% said we don't really know what our plan is. Among the smaller firms, again, another 50% said we don't know, but there was a good portion that just said 0%. Again, though, these are the firms that are smaller than 10,000 barrels per day. Um, From looking at the state production data, about 80% of the production in the U.S. comes from firms that have 10,000 barrels a day or more. So it may be that these larger firms have plans and these plans will make a difference um, going forward.
0: When's your next survey come out?
1: It'll be March 24th.
0: And do you guys do anything in the interim at all? I mean, I'm looking at the survey right now and the data collected for this December 30th one was between December 9th and the 17th. So it was uh, shortly after the election and uh, 146 firms responded, and so a good, a good, a good sample, but uh, you guys do this quarterly, and the next one comes out March 24th, you said, was that right?
1: Yep, we'll collect the data a couple weeks before that. Um, I think that the main publications that get a lot of interest outside of the survey is we have an energy slideshow that's released every month, um, it is a variety of public data, but what it does is it's a quick read. You spend about five minutes, you go through and see the different indicators. You know what's the trends, uh, and then the other big thing is we have the energy indicators. It's a monthly publication, six charts, six headlines. It gives you a direction of uh, where the energy industry is going.
0: Noticing too, you guys, uh, you guys even break down the different shale plays: Permian, Eagleford, shale uh barnett i mean haynesville on your website too i'm there right now actually I, I, I haven't seen this page on your website before you guys actually do quite a bit for the energy industry
1: yeah we, we do have a big focus on the energy industry on top of you know our publications we have our annual energy conference uh this will be our um well our sixth one i think the fifth one is last year T- 2020 was our fifth 2017, 18 19. That was our fifth conference. Uh, It was a virtual. We had uh, 1,500 people attend, which is great. Uh, And most of these people stayed for the entirety of the conference. Uh, We're planning on a 2021 conference. Um, Unsure if it's gonna be in person or virtual, that'll be something that we'll plan over the year. And on top of that, we also have our energy advisory council. Uh, Twice a year, we meet with uh, executives uh, from upstream, midstream, and downstream to um, to hear you know the latest that's going on in the industry, understand the challenges, um, and so there is a big focus on energy at at our Dallas Fed, and we do it through a variety of events, um, speaking with executives in the district, and of course our publications. Our energy surveys are most read publication, um, and it's something that gets coverage from a variety of media outlets. Uh, on top of that, investment banks, and of course we have a large readership among government officials uh bankers and of course you the, the uh the, the oil and gas uh uh employees
0: how often your mailing list
1: uh 3, people
0: no i mean how often so, you know <laughs> how, how, weekly uh, daily we what
1: it, oh we do it about once a month and so okay uh once a month we we, we send out uh and mostly, again, energy indicators is going to be every month. But then, you know, at the end of the quarter, we can send out the the, uh, the, 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 quarterly energy survey. And so uh, we continue to build our list. And we do it about once a month because I think that's – you don't want to get too much content. You just want to get the right
0: amount. and so that's, you know, that's why I ask because, you know, some people do it every day. Some people do it every week. Some people every month. And it's overwhelming. I mean, if – if you're just putting out to put out, that's, that that gets too much, you know, these some of these daily ones. But uh, if it's weekly or monthly, that might capture the attention on some people. So um, I kind of like that. That is monthly, actually, because <laughs> only got to look at it once a month instead of.
1: It, it uh, has what I call a high click-through rate because it, it's not something you see every day, right? You see email from the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas. I haven't seen this email in a month or two. Let's open it up and see what's in there. Um, it it definitely has a very much higher click-through rate than if we would have sent it out every
0: day. That'd be my guess, too. So, okay, cool. Well, sir, that's all we got today, unless there's anything else that uh, you think we need to know until our next chat session.
1: That's about it, yeah. Stay tuned for our our next release. I think that um, it's been an interesting start to the year, and I'm sure there's more to come.